Sinana. It was the word on everybody's lips. In the first half of the 1960s, before the ochre ball of long hair, paisley vests, bell-bottom jean rapists, and brainwashed murderers known as the hippies spread their putrid stink of armpit all across this great land, it was already swinging going down at Synanon. The organization was growing rapidly. Apartment buildings owned by Synanon now dotted Santa Monica, with jitney buses ferrying busy attics between different centers. This is where alarm bells should start going off. It is a poor idea to get involved with a group that's building any kind of compound. A huge on tip has always been, never move into the compound, always take a safe job on the outside. Or better yet, become the organization's lawyer. Fawning magazine spreads came in rapid fire, long pictorials in life, breathless articles in time, and the major LA papers covered them in glowing terms. Chuck was bowled over by success, and it started getting to his head. What he'd created at Synanon, many had called impossible, but he had done it. Oftentimes, he thought, the folks at Synanon were better than a lot of the squares on the outside. Synanon saw the world as divided between two types of people, dope fiends and squares. Both are pretty self-explanatory, but a dope fiend was a drug addict and a square was a normal person. According to the Synanon worldview, without the program, the former would be dead and the latter insane. If there's anything to learn from the business of tending to fuck-ups, it's that, if you play it right, you can make some pretty decent money. The rehab industry in America rakes in $42 billion each year. And if we take the position, and we do, that the modern industry came whole cloth out of Synanon, then it really got started on the right foot. Synanon members learned how to do two things, rise and grind. Eventually, they were one of the biggest businesses of this type in the entire country. Now, Synanon wasn't just making money like a business. It was structured like one, too. But while it is this podcast position that taxes are fucking stupid and should never be paid, Synanon was making a cardinal sin. Never be a famous thing that does funky shit with taxes. So it's in this moment that a lot of new ideas for psychological practices are getting thrown around. This is when what we call the humanist movement starts to emerge basically right out of California. You might have heard of encounter therapy, human potential, new consciousness. These are the guys that popularized and pushed all that shit. California provided the crucial cultural backdrop for many of these emerging psychotherapies. Self-actualization. In California in the 1960s, now that's the word on everybody's lips. This is really what Maslow pushed, what frames his explicitly political project, and what comes to inform much of the direction of modern psychology. Maslow's focus eventually moves from studying those he thinks have peaked to trying to figure out ways in which peaking could be induced. This is, after all, part of a larger project, and if the goal is a better society, then we need better people to create it. In the American post-war boom, Everyone was attempting to theorize new and exciting ways to expand production, including new ways to produce knowledge itself. Creativity, as a field of study, offered psychiatric practices the fortest off-ramp modern production required. This meant management, public relations, and, as Maslow demonstrated, the military. And just as we mobilized engineers and physicists to develop weapons during World War II, The U.S. military now needed to recruit psychologists to develop the new technologies required to win the war of ideas. Synanon had to transition from the relatively pedestrian task of curing addicts to its true mission, curing mankind. 
In the same way that Paris was essential to the artistic and intellectual life of the fin de siècle, California contoured the landscape of the post-war American expansion. New technologies, whether computational, cultural, or psychological, were forged here, found a home here, peaked here, among the many places that dot the coast, that Thomas Pynchon so aptly described as less identifiable as cities than as a grouping of concepts. What he meant was that California has always run on vibes, and it was in this environment that Synanon thrived. Now it's plain that Chuck's manic, and as he's fused with the rest of the organization, the group becomes manic too. Increasingly bizarre and esoteric rituals are held. Cloaks are purchased. Chuck calls up all the old true Synanon heads from Santa Monica, dubbed the Dirty Double Dozen, and proceeds to strip them of all their titles, positions, and benefits. Control, which had slipped a bit from his grasp with the relocation northwards, was tightening. Now listen, it was the 1970s and it was California. Everybody was feeling a little bit paranoid and insane. And the members of Synanon were no exception. But most of all, the violence that Chuck started would poison Synanon, infecting the very core of the organization. It would only get worse from here. The Game is produced by Truanon. To hear the rest of the episode, subscribe at patreon.com slash trueanonpod.